Hello and welcome to The Whole Nine Yards. I'm Keaton Smith alongside Brock Krusky and Draven Bridgman. We are in the midst of free agency. We're in the midst of March Madness. We're in the midst of a very good time, very fun time for sports. As uh, things are, are really starting to kick off in free agency, there's been numerous trades the last few days. There's been numerous signings. Uh, fans are they're very concerned about who and who their team is not, who their team is going to sign and who their team is not going to sign. And uh, me being one of those fans, it's been a stressful couple of days just because I want my team to do good things in free agency. And um, like I said, alongside Brock Krusky and Jervin Bridgman, and we're going, going to break down uh, some trades and some free agency, agency signings, and we'll take a break. And uh, Brock has his mock draft for us, 31, 31 teams, all first round. And then I think that'll be it for the day. That'll take up a lot of time because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So I think we can go ahead and get started with the with the trades. Um, there's been, There was like around 10 or I think 8 trades in total, maybe 7. Almost all for nothing. Yeah, almost not for that much, but we'll go through them. Uh, we'll go through them first. So uh, first one of them being... Chuck Clark, actually, to the Jets for, like, a seventh-round pick. Not earth-shattering, nothing crazy, just depth for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably start for them. Yeah, uh, he will probably yeah. start for them. He, it's a good pickup for literally next to nothing. There so. is one big one we're going to hold off and wait until the end of the first um, before we go into break, so we'll hold off on that one. But uh, Dolphins, they're going to land Jalen Ramsey with a third-round pick and sent Hunter Long to L.A. Yeah, I mean, a tight end with one career catch. Yeah. In a third round. Yeah, it was one. Yeah, just one. I didn't know that. And uh, so I think that was a definite win for the Dolphins. Yeah. You know, no matter how old he is. If you're thinking about the return, yes, that's a win. But if you're looking at, like, contracts, they're, they're, this team is going to sink <clears throat> very fast because of how much money they're spending. That's true. I see and, that. like, Tyreek Hill, that's a big contract. Maybe an all-in year for the Dolphins. Yeah, and they're slowly turning into – Though what the Rams had, ideology like the ideology they had, like we're not gonna use our draft picks. We're gonna trade them, get these big name players. Uh, but yeah, I certainly think that one of the things that is going to hinder them in the future is probably going to be money because I mean they're eating up Jalen Ramsey's contract, and that's not something that's really discussed in that trade overall. Right. But yeah, when you have a, a contract that big. Uh, in you just trade it. For, it doesn't look like much when you trade for it, but yeah, yeah it's just it's just a lot of money that they're gonna have yeah. to keep spending. Obviously, signing uh, Tua to that fifth year extension was uh, helpful to not spend that much money. But yeah, how much was that? I I don't know. Well, it's just exactly. a fifth year option. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, when talk about uh, Shaq Mason getting sent from the Buccaneers to the Texans, uh, I believe for like a fifth or sixth round pick, it wasn't for anything crazy. But uh, I guess Texans get some help on the O line that they obviously need. They need help everywhere, so nothing, nothing too crazy. I don't think there. Uh, this is a kind of a fun one. Darren Waller is going to get sent to the Giants for a third round pick. Uh, Daniel Jones. Um, people talk about him not having weapons. Well, he he has one there, yeah. and they just signed uh, Paris Campbell, I believe, earlier today. Yep. So I just saw that. obviously not the greatest weapons ever, but. Oh, you can't complain when you when you claim you have nothing and you get Darren Waller. So yeah, I mean Joe Shane basically turned Kadarius Tony to Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Like it makes the Raiders look stupid, right? Uh, just because I figured Darren Waller would go for more, but then again, uh, you know, I mean they lose a big name target, but Giants get a big name guy. So right. 
But you said that you didn't see him put his hand in the dirt, which makes me think he's going to see a lot more of like a wide position. Me too. I think he's going to play a lot of the wing. Uh, that's yeah. what I. That's what I saw him play in, in L.A. Pretty much almost every every play on in his uh-huh. highlight reel. Uh, I mean Las Vegas, but every play in his highlight reel is just in the wing. He's behind uh, two receivers, maybe in the slot. Yeah, he's very fast though. Which so yeah, I, I remember that was that was really his main quality yeah, was him being really speedy. They're gonna be able to use him really well. So we'll see if Daniel Jones can make really anything out of Darren Waller coming to New York. And uh, lastly, this was an interesting one for the Cowboys. Stephon Gilmore is heading from the Colts to the Cowboys. Uh, arguably, is still uh, a top ten corner in the league. He's going there for a fifth round pick, and the Cowboys get some secondary help. I I I think. I like this trade just because Stephon Gilmore has so much experience. He still had a great season last yeah. year. And he I can, don't, and he can rub that on on yeah. uh, Trayvon. So yeah, he can teach. He can definitely teach Trayvon. Former Depoy winner in 2019, only a couple years removed from that. Yeah. So I think uh, I think this is a good move for the Cowboys. He'd be a and, good veteran. Presence. Yeah, I like it. And uh, that could be a dangerous <clears throat> secondary here next year. So we can move on to. I guess just regular signings now, and there's a lot. We're not going to go through. We can't get through all of them. Yeah. But uh, we'll go through some big ones. When did this all start? Oh, geez. We have multiple pages here. <laughs> started on t- uh, Monday, correct? So what would that yeah. be? Or I guess technically they couldn't sign until. Anyway, uh, we'll just start from here. Okay, we'll start with uh, Robert Woods. Why not? Robert Woods heading to the Texans. Nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, it's nothing crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it kind of t- tells me that like, well, they signed both Robert Woods and somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but mm-hmm. um, I don't think they're picking a receiver at twelve anymore no. because of that. I think they're trying to build up a little bit, uh, just with some veteran presence. It's not a good receiving group, regardless. But they did what they're they did what they can so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, we kind of have a, a very big one. This one is Derek Carr to the Saints. <laughs> he's just he's just black hair Andy Dalton. I think they just pretty much got <laughs> the exact same person in there and signed him to yeah, a bigger if, contract. I think I saw something that like had all three of the players who played quarterback for the Saints last season have the exact same stat line as Derek Carr did at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like uh, teams really tend to just pick this uh, – fit like mold of a quarterback and Derek Carr is the mold that they've been with <laughs> since with since they haven't had Drew Brees. Well, I'm not saying Derek Carr is bad, but I feel like a change yeah. of scenery might actually help him. Like the contract is is outrageous. I think no, that for sure. That he doesn't deserve that contract yeah, what whatsoever. 137 or something yeah, like that. That's something crazy. A lot. And then uh they did just Michael Thomas is playing one more season with them, I think I just heard. Yep. Yeah. That'll we talked be... about that earlier. His cap hit being like fifty million yeah. next year. Yeah. Which is absolutely insane. <laughs> I don't know why a wide receiver would ever be worth fifty million dollars in a single year. Especially but... when you're not even the top five receiver in the league. Hey, you haven't played for two years. Yeah. So um speaking of a Raiders quarterback, uh Jimmy Garoppolo will be the new QB one as of right now. He'll be the new quarterback one in Las Vegas anyway. And they gave him what three years? I believe like sixty-five, sixty-seven million. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they, it's, paid him, it's, they paid him to snap the ball and look pretty. That's what. That's the definition do of a lateral move. I I don't understand how you could watch Jimmy G's film last season and come to the conclusion that that's the money he deserves. Or with the weapons you have, thinking that he'll throw it downfield to them. He never throws downfield, and the weapons they have. Devonte Adams gets open downfield. 
Yeah. He's it's just not going to be a good situation, I think. It's and, and I know Raiders fans are not happy about yeah, this. Yeah, I, I do feel like that is a lateral move. Not because not only because you have you're in a position where you could I know you might not get the best prospect, but you're in a position where you could maybe get a quarterback and you have numerous holes on the defensive side because that's where you got exposed last year. I think this is all Josh McDaniels. Like, this is, this yeah. is obviously a Josh McDaniels move. He has history and with And the O-line was Jimmy horrible G. last year. That's why Josh Jacobs was so impressive because he rushed for all those yards, and the O-line was terrible. Yeah. So I don't – I guess I don't really get it, and I don't know. <laughs> um, a lot of fan bases are pretty torn apart right now. Yeah, it's just like a, it's just like a hard time to – uh, to guess, watch your team lose or gain all these guys that you didn't want to lose or gain. Yeah. yeah. And if you were going to trade Darren Waller away, why not trade him to a team that has a quarterback they're willing to trade instead trading him to the Giants for a third? Yeah, I don't think quarterback trades are – that's just not – nobody's in the business to do that right now, especially with, like, how it how the league is forming. Like, you trade so many first-rounders for a mid-quarterback at best. It's yeah, just, right. It's not – I don't think that was in the books for them. No, yeah, you, no, you're right because, yeah, no, you are right. You know, what right. I thought – There was a lot of mid-quarterbacks. Like, when I first thought, saw this signing, I figured it was going to be like one or two years make him a bridge yeah, quarterback. Three. Three years they're committing to him, especially with that kind of money. Yeah, if they did one or two years, I think, okay, maybe they still draft a quarterback at, at what, seven? Yeah. No no way anymore, right? Yeah, there's no way they draft a quarterback at seven, especially after they just, after they just spent all that money on him. There's no way. Um. We can move on to another one that was that being Jordan Poyer is actually expected to come back for the Bills. Um, I don't think we have any details yet on the contract or anything, but he's complaining a whole bunch about state taxes and then just, just <laughs> and then scan the market, decided that oh no one's willing to pay me what I want. Fine, I'll just go back to Buffalo. Exactly. Like, that's just and that was a big get, surprise for me. I definitely thought he was out. Yeah, of there. I thought he was up and gone. Out I thought of there. he was. Yeah. It's it's definitely a kind of a theme this year. I think is that all these players are getting really greedy. And they're going out trying to find bigger contracts, and then they're realizing, holy crap, nobody's going to pay me this, and they just crawl yeah. back to the team they originally went to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a money. <laughs> Orlando Brown. Yeah, uh, Darius Slay. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, Darius Slay, that one was funny. It was like he's getting released, and then uh, an hour later, it's like, yeah, he's going to He's come like, back. yeah, he's like, his mom tweeted like an hour ago. <laughs> like last night, I saw it, and it was like, fly, goes fly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Your mom like, tweeted that's not that? What you were saying. These players yeah. not what you were saying when they weren't offering not, not you money. Now you were saying at noon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's funny. Uh, Texans signed Sheldon Rankins to one year. I have 10 no million. comment on that. I have no clue. I, don't, I yeah, Sheldon Rankins, kind of familiar name. Yeah, I remember. I, I recognize that name, but no. Uh, he's solid. Nothing. Nothing earth shattering. Nothing crazy. And also, the Texans are signing. I feel like a bunch of older guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that aren't really going to do veteran anything. guys to help support some of the younger defense. Or, or this defense one players. was one that I really cared about. Jawan Taylor. Is yeah. signing for four years, eighty million. I love this signing. I, don't, I, I like the, thing. the signing. This is Good. a. This is this is. Some people are going to say this is like a lateral move going from OBJ to this guy. This guy is literally a scheme fit. He's yeah, not he that is. great of a run blocker. We know that, but he is an elite pass protector. That I mean, didn't OBJ give up like fifty pressures last season? Um, his pass, yeah, like, like the one of the six percent. Yeah. yeah, Juwan Taylor gave up seven in the last two seasons. Yeah, yeah. he's a beast, dude. I, I was I'm actually. Not, I'm not sure that stats accurate, but it, I thought it was. As soon as I heard that trade go through, I went and watched some highlights, and he was I, when JJ Watt was playing on the uh, Texans. Dude was holding his own, and which really surprised me. Yeah, well, 
He's a 25-year-old. I mean, I mean, he's just more athletic. He's But that was a while ago. He was probably like a rookie two, uh, two years in when he's going against Yeah, he was a second-round pick out of Florida yeah. State back in like 2018, I believe. Yeah, well, I, I'm just saying he's he's more athletic. Like you said, he's a better scheme fit. He's only 25, and I know we gave him a big contract, but the cap hit for this year is literally $1 million. My thing is, like, it's not that big of a contract. Yeah, you think for about a left it, we, tackle? For a left tackle. Crazy. We're just converting him to a left tackle. If we would have spent money on a left tackle, it would have been – over $20 million. And, we, and Andy Reid literally had to learn how to hide tackles this year, which he did. So if it becomes that big of an issue, we'll just do that again. So And I, you have the greatest quarterback that can roll out of the pocket. Exactly. And do, do something yeah, he, he does it, be- so. best under pressure. But then again, like this, it's very obvious that the Chiefs are doing big things on their offensive line now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to forget how like, OBJ, he finished, he finished the year great. He was a good offensive tackle through the playoffs. First six or seven games, he was abysmal. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a worse player on our offensive line than yeah. OBJ the first seven or eight games. Yeah, I remember that. So, like I made it like I made a meme like it was like him on a milk carton yeah like saying missing last have you, scene have you yeah seen this yeah movie? have you seen this person asking for twenty five million dollars a season that's funny. and he and, declined and that's that. funny and it's so funny that his that's what that's what greed does to a player when OB, OBJ does it like declines something that would have paid him twenty three million dollars a year yeah, and then ends up signing sign, signing something that pays him sixteen that's what you get like yeah. I hope you're thirty one million dollars signing bonus. Yeah, I don't so know it's almost con- like being greedy gets you less money. I don't know what type of contract he thought he was going to get after he got offered six years, $137 million. Because the no. league does not view him as a left tackle. Of course, the Bengals do because they have the worst line in yeah, the league. The Bengals would use anyone they can get. Yeah, but uh, against any speed rusher, he's kind of cooked. It is kind of crazy he went to a rival, like your guys' rival. Exactly. I, I, I know exactly why it happened. And here's the thing, like, because the Chiefs were willing to offer him money. When they made the move on Jawan Taylor, buy Orlando. We're not going to pay you anymore. It was kind of like a disrespect yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. He said, I've uh, whatever, no team's offering me anywhere near $20 million. I'm going to sign with the Chiefs' rival just because I don't like how they treated me towards the end yeah, of that. Right. I Thinking that's gonna like, help. like, cool. Go ahead and act like that. It, yeah, it really dude. doesn't matter. Yeah, Jawan. I feel like Jawan Taylor is definitely an upgrade. Like, he, if you compare the two skilled side by side, I would say that Orlando Brown is better at tackle. But you're getting Jawan for a better price. But a hey, yeah, we're getting Jawan for a better price, and he's a better scheme fit. We're not a I big agree. running the football team. We're we not. don't care about how bad he is at run blocking. No. And like, and the thing is, like, I I don't ever see the Chiefs run outside the tackles. Yeah, and it's not like he That's can't true. develop. It's that not like he true. can't develop in that. And he's going to have Joe Tooney and Creed Humphrey right next to him. Yeah, we have a great offensive line coach that has been developing these insanely talented rookies and, for a while. Yeah, like there's the rest, no, there's no way he can't develop. He's 25. The rest of our current O line is so good at run blocking. It's yes, even, it's not even funny. So it's not like he can't get help from those guys too. Tooney, anyway. I love Tooney, man. He is such he's a, such a he's such a dog, man. Yeah, he is. He's such a dog. Um, we can talk a little bit about. The Lions and how they signed a couple corners. They've uh, they made a couple moves. I don't know what they're gonna do with DJ Chark, but now we kind of expect that they won't go corner uh, early at that fifth or sixth pick. I yeah, I think I have them trading out because like it, there's literally no logical move. Like originally, do you have a team that they might trade to? I'm yeah. thinking In Pittsburgh. Mind. Pittsburgh. Okay. Pittsburgh needs corners, and I think that yeah. Pittsburgh is well, a very I, hungry I, corner. I, class. I wouldn't surprise it. I wouldn't be surprised if they went after Joey Porter just because his dad played there. I know, but like I feel like the 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 way the cornerback talent is stacked up in this class, you're gonna have to trade up to that pick to be able to get the, your your first choice. Cause yeah. I think six is where the first corner goes, regardless. Yeah, I agree. Um, there are what are some other big ones? I was trying to think. Gino resigned. Yeah, yeah Gino, Gino resigned. resigned. That's he a good one. Paid. I was a uh, you know I was 
I kind of am in the middle of the road about that because it's kind of like the same Jimmy G situation. Well, obviously, I mean, he's better than Jimmy G. He is. He is. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like that because we signed him to a three-year, so now we know that we're going with him. He's yeah. our guy. But I did really want to draft a quarterback this year just because we have such high capital. My thing is with it is, like, I agree. I think Gino deserved an extension. Yeah. My thing, is it, my thing with it is that why did it take him till he was, what, 31 to finally fully develop? Yeah. And how long is that going to last? Is it True. going to is it is he going to flop next season? And yeah. if so, they're in trouble. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. That's that that's really why I'm obviously I'm confident in Gino, but my only thing is, man, we just need to draft a quarterback this year, man. I just want I kind of want to preface real quick how like not dried out, but like all these running backs are sending out SOSs. Yeah. This I have never seen a running back free agency class be so like dead in activity yeah like we've yeah. seen jamal williams whatever miles sanders signing a pretty big contract but that's Rashad like penny it's like there's no more than seven million dollars annually yeah no, like not. this running back market has completely crashed and i'm it's all for a, it because yeah. there's the most replaceable player yeah. on the football field well i think everyone knows that now seeing seeing how pacheco did well, last it's year. the last 20 it's years proof. that it's been like the the super bowl winners have all paid their running backs two million dollars or less exactly and that's gonna you got to think about that at some point or another. Patriots, like, can't be, Patriots that's like, not they, a fluke. They yeah. never how much won. They gave probably James White like a Dude, McDonald's yeah. coupon. It's yeah, literally, Legarrette Blunt got half of that too a couple of years. I, was, so. I also like to say, but the thing is, like, if you're a running back in this league and you want to get paid, you have to be top five, top five in your position. Yeah, that's you, true. you have to be a Christian McCaffrey. You have to be a Derrick Henry. Which is why I'm kind of confused why Eckler's not. Uh, like I know he was. Searching for trades, I'm surprised. Because I guarantee no one's going to give them more than a fourth round pick. Yeah, I guarantee. Which is, cr- which is crazy to me for Eckler though. With some, with him be having the mo- most all-purpose yards in the NFL last year, I think that's got to be something. Well, yeah, I agree with you on that. But my thing with it is that, like, because you're seeing how the running back market is right now, would yeah. you consider Austin Eckler being worth a three or four year deal worth eight or nine million dollars? No, I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying because we you could no. easily just go draft someone or pick someone like that up. Exactly. Not even in the draft, you know. That's what, what I'm mean? saying. Any value you get out of late round yeah. picks is yeah, so I, big, and that's what that's what the Chiefs got with Pacheco. Well, Tariq Woolen was a sixth. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I thought he was a fourth. No, he no. was a sixth Kobe Bryant was a sixth. I thought Tariq Woolen was a fourth. Look that up. Yeah, you might be right, Brock. I think he's a fourth too. Uh, anyway, uh, another big one was Byron Murphy going to the Vikings. I kind of like that move from the Vikings. They need as much help as they can get defensively. And uh, why am I blanking on who that is? Byron oh yeah, Murphy. yeah, yeah. Corner. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals last year. Yes. Uh, you know, like he was pretty solid. He mm-hmm. wasn't that great though. Right. No. Like when I watched him last season, uh, I think that they could have gone better. I, I still think they're going corner in the draft. I think that's their biggest hole yeah. on the team. Yeah. They also signed Marcus Davenport. Yeah, so a couple solid moves there defensively because they need all the help they can get on that side of the football. It's really what held them back. Yeah, he was the last pick of the fifth round. Oh, he's a fifth round pick? Yeah. No, seriously. Oh wow! Uh, you said that was Tariq Woolen. Yeah. Yeah. Last pick of the fifth round. Interesting. Uh, Levante David. He's gonna resign with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Leonard Fournette. Poverty. Yeah. Le- oh Baker. We forgot Baker. Oh yeah. Where did he? He ended up going oh, yeah. to the Bucks. He also yeah. went to the Bucks. Yeah, that'll that'll be bad. But, I mean, well, I don't think it'll be bad. I think he's. I think that's. Under the right circumstances, like they needed he to sucked in him. Cleveland uh, towards the last because Cleveland does not have a great quarterback coaching staff, regardless. And just where he bounced around, like he showed some signs of success in Los Angeles. One game, 
two, one or two or three games he played pretty solid. Like, not elite, but he was a good game manager. But I think that with the talent that Tampa Bay has, they should be able to play well with Baker Mayfield. Not saying, like, all pro level, but somewhere in the range of, like, 24 touchdown passes, something like that. Yeah, I mean, he has a Hall of Fame receiver, so. Yeah, true. Should be should be all right. The offensive line will be bad, though. They'll have no run support. Yeah. So. And, then and we're it, pretty much going to see him in Tom Brady's role from last year. I don't think there is that much. Which I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if the, he outplayed Tom Brady from last year. <laughs> Tom Brady <laughs> was not funny. good. Oh, who else was there? There was Baker Mayfield, Levante David, um, Devondre Campbell resigned. Or no, that's just restructured his contract. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, Calais Campbell got dropped. That's pretty big. True, he did get dropped from the Ravens. So did Zeke got dropped yeah. from the yeah. Zeke will find somewhere. They'll both find somewhere. They're both they're both uh you know, they've kind of put their mark on the NFL, so someone will take a chance. Yeah. On. Uh Judavian Clowney got released. Yeah, yeah. John He's Johnson from the Browns right got released. <laughs> uh, uh the Chiefs like we didn't sign Juju. That's I'm not mad about that. I think they dro- they're dropping a lot of replacement level players. But they cleared cap space, and it wasn't as much as they could have cleared with Patrick Mahomes' uh, yeah. restructure, which means that they're specifically setting a number. Path something. Yeah. yeah, they're doing something. They have a number set in mind and, for a player. And here's what I think. I think it's DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I would not be surprised. I don't want to put your hopes up. It's always – we always think every single year it's going to be a big player. But, like, the way Hopkins' contract is, I am – not going to be surprised if we end up trading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he gets to pick. Huh? He gets to pick. Yeah, he gets he to goes. pick where he goes. Yeah. So he could just be like, and then you know, on Twitter, obviously, when he tweeted out at Patrick Mahomes, and he was like, said yeah. something like, "Oh, you're like, you're great" or something, like. Yeah. After the Super Bowl. Yeah. After the Super Bowl, I was like, that kind of put faith into me. I'm not even a Chiefs fan, but I would love to see DeAndre Hopkins and Just Patrick imagine Mahomes. that duo. Dude, imagine throwing a ball up. Oh with Travis gosh. Kelsey there and then Kadarius Tony and whoever else behind him. That would just yeah, be insane. Man. With, Sky Moore. Yeah. That could look that could look so good scheming him open. Oh my goodness. I just, uh, here's the thing. Like I don't like getting my hopes up about that stuff. Like last yeah. year. Me neither. Last year, what, what? who was the player last year? Odell. It was Odell for a while. It was Odell and then wasn't there... There's always like a player that we're always in. I know. For, I do Everyone's it every convinced. Year. I'm not sure who the big one. It might have been Allen Robinson for a little bit. It was Allen Robinson for a little bit. Yeah, I think that was like the big one. But yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I like I'm like his contract is about a little bit more than what they restructured and cleared Mahomes for. Yeah, and so that kind of tells me like, hey, look, they have the draft capital trade two, three picks away to acquire him, a day two and a day three, and you'll have him. Like, uh, I don't know if this will work like it did at uh, the way Arizona did, but Arizona traded David Johnson in the second for him. Well, who says we can't trade Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a third? I agree. So on a, on a, on a contract with the no-trade clause, I'm just um, – does that mean that they – they can they can get traded to only to wherever they want to yes. be. Yes, okay. they can say yeah, if, that's if they agree to a trade, okay, that's and he says no, right. trade doesn't go through. I thought okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. Some other news: Jason Kelsey's returning for another year yep. in the NFL. I think like his 14th season. Yeah, Jeez. I so, love that. That video made me laugh so hard when he came back. Yeah, they poured him a shot, and he's like, "This is all for me." <laughs> yeah, him and uh, Eagles GM Howie, what's his last name? Roseman. Roseman. Howie Roseman. 
And um, Stefan Diggs, I guess he converted some salary the other means day. Means he's staying. Yeah, he's, he's not going anywhere. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, we, we, like we just talked about, he's signing with the Patriots on a three-year deal worth, uh, looks like, $25 million, So I like that. I think that's a good value for them. Yeah, I think that gives is. a little bit more help towards Mac Jones. Yeah. I don't think they go receiver in the draft anymore, like early on, first round. Right. Just because I feel like that they, they wanted to secure a wide receiver one, and they got one. Mm-hmm. They don't really have to worry about anything after that because their offense doesn't necessarily rely on that. Right. I was never the big uh, the biggest Juju fan, so I'm not like the biggest fan of this trade just because I don't I don't think he's like that good to be a number one personally to trade for a number one. That's yeah, my well, opinion. it's a whole lot different being the number one for Pat Mahomes with Travis Kelsey as a tight end, and then being the number one with Mac Jones and. Whoever Jacoby who, Myers as your number two. Yeah, well, Myers, he left. Yeah, oh, he Myers, did. Oh, he, yeah, he was the replacement. My bad. Yeah, yeah that was his replacement. I kind of feel like it's Juju out there by himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe and Devontae Hunter Parker. Henry. Devontae Parker still plays. Yeah, Devontae right? Parker, Hunter Henry, because Johnny Smith just got traded. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how Juju fares, and and uh, kind of his own new offense now because he kind of got. I I don't want to say like. Like. It was easy for him to to succeed in the Chiefs' offense, but it definitely wasn't the hardest thing yeah, for an NFL receiver to do. So, yeah. Um, we talked about actually like a very big one we haven't talked about at all was yesterday was Aaron Rodgers said he wants to go to the Jets. Yeah, he intends. And he intends. And he intends to go to the Jets. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's and that it's that a retirement, and he. He went on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. He talked about he went into this dungeon or whatever he went into, <laughs> this yeah, darkness, the retreat, darkness retreat with a nine, with a ninety percent chance to retire and ten percent chance to play. And he came out with it, saying he came out of it saying he wants to play for the Jets. And I guess they're still working on that trade. That's going to involve the thirteenth pick. I'm yeah, calling it's, it now. It's going to involve probably a couple high round picks, and we'll see what the Jets offer we'll see what the packers want yeah we'll see if this actually if this stuff actually happens because if it doesn't uh aaron Rodgers is retiring not to mention they have on the offensive side of the football for the jets they have garrett wilson and they just signed alan lazard former packers wide receiver to a four-year deal elijah moore too elijah how moore. how funny would it be if Rodgers was just like you know what i'm gonna retire they trade away mike white and now they're stuck with zach wilson <laughs> <laughs> that, that would, would just be too funny, bro. He could he could just say I'm done because I'm it's not like playing. still on the table that he could. Yeah, retire. exactly, exactly. And then they so why would you trade away Mike White first of all unless you were certain a quarterback's coming to your team? Yeah, and I guess they're 100 percent confident because man, if they weren't, it, I feel like they would have signed Baker or something. Yeah, true. Th- this is what's so funny to me. Like the Jets are finally on the come up. They're finally having a decent like, building team. And yeah, if, like, and if they're Rogers gonna be good. Were, if Rogers were to do this. It would just send him right back to where they mm-hmm. were, dude. Just yeah, it trash. Would. So funny. It would. So funny. Which is the funny thing <coughs> about that that whole situation. Like we said, Alan Lazard signed there. Um, I'm not sure if there's any other big ones. We got to talk about that. The big trade that happened. Oh, yeah. Um, Saturday. Well, let me go through one more time. Juan Thornhill from the Chiefs signed with the Browns. Yep. Solid addition for the Browns. He's a, he's a solid safety. There's... I'm not sure if anything else happened. One more chief trade we can talk about was uh, Charles Omenhu. Uh, Omenihu. Omenihu. Omenihu signed uh, from the 49ers, a pretty solid 
pick or a pretty solid pickup for the Chiefs as a pretty versatile defensive player. Not too familiar with him. I know he can play inside and out. I'll have to. Well, watch Niners a fans bit with said him. they really liked how how versatile he was, and I saw his pass rush pass rush win rate was actually like ninth in the whole league. Yeah, he year. was he was a yeah. rotational guy, but like I think that he's definitely some. It, it's it's literally Steve Spagnuolo special when it comes to signing defensive ends. He only mm-hmm. signs defensive ends that are. 6'4 to 6'5, 270 to 280 pounds, yeah, they got without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and any has any, any pass rush coming from the 49ers in the past yeah. five years has been good. Yeah, I so. heard he sat out a couple games, had like five sacks, was pretty decent on run defense. So, kind of, a, I think he can be good for the Chiefs. Uh, Hayden Hurst from the Bengals signed with the Panthers, three year deal, okay. about 20 million. I, I didn't hear about that. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. So Miles Sanders. Yeah, my, uh, that was a big one. That was one. I, yeah, Where'd I like. Uh, he went to the Panthers. Panthers. Oh, right. Duh. Yeah, that was a. Man, like four I did, years. I did right? Rashad I like Penny to Philadelphia. Yeah, Rashad, Rashad Penny to Philly. Kind of made me upset as a Seahawks fan. I he wish can, if he could stay healthy, that's a pretty. Yes, I know. Well, that's why I was excited for last season. I was really excited for him to play, and then he got hurt in like the third or fourth game, and I was. Did anyone hear Kenny Galladay got released yesterday? Yeah, I I heard. I did not know that. I I mean, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they try to keep that. Yeah, yeah, they like, kept that paid, one real quiet. We paid him too much. Just release him. Keep it. Keep it under the table. Keep it on the DL. Um, I don't think there's really any other big ones. I saw Nasir Adderley retired today. He's only 25. Oh, on in- was that on Instagram he did yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Paris Campbell, like I said earlier, signed with the Giants, and I think that's really the big ones. We're still waiting on guys like CJ Gardner-Johnson. We're waiting on Adam Thielen, Odell. Thielen would be good with you guys. I would like. Uh, I mean, I would I, like him, dude. I I love always. I Thielen. I view I view Thielen as a wide receiver too. Well, and me yeah. too. But we just kind of proved last year that we don't really need a wide receiver one. So True. I you I, need, you need I don't. Some I wouldn't prefer. Yeah, I wouldn't prefer it. But I mean, it wouldn't be bad. Yeah. So wherever he goes, he'll he'll help because mm-hmm. he he was he's always been good for the. And Vikings. Uh, there's also another guy on trade watch I'd like to mention. That's Darius Smith because I'm pretty sure the Vikings Man. just signed a DN the other day, and yeah. they were talking about trading him, and he doesn't want to play there anymore. Exactly. Where do you think that's? Where do you think he's gonna go? I don't know. That's a. That's I don't a think it's. Uh, I don't think Kansas City's an option anymore just it's because they just signed him. I mean, we only have like four defensive linemen on our team right now. So. Well, I mean, <laughs> we always do rotation stuff, so I mean, we do. Like, you guys got rid of Chris Saunders. So. Yeah, Colin Saunders. Colin Saunders. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I did wish we resigned him. They re- Saints got a good deal with him, but um, this is a depth guy. But we'll see how uh, where he ends up because I, I feel like the Vikings need him more than anyone out, out of the league, and he does not want to be there. So anyway, we can get into the, the big trade now. That'll be a segue into Brock's mock draft, and that being the number one pick got traded from the Chicago Bears to the – Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers gave up what two first, two seconds, and DJ Moore. Yeah, two seconds, two first, Fleeced DJ Moore. Him. I th- yeah, I think that's a really good deal for the Bears, as they pretty much say we're not going to draft a quarterback, we're going to take the best player available, yeah. and get all these, all four of these very high round picks who, and a weapon for who Justin in their who in the Panthers GM office was like. Yeah, we let's make this. Trade. You know, I, <laughs> I don't feel one. like that's it's a, good a bad one, I guess. trade. Like it, I think it is. I think you're right. It, it's it's kind of one-sided when you look at it upon first glance. I mean, you get basically five players. Yeah. 
Three, three first rounds, pretty much. Yeah, and five players who are, like, supposed to be good because yes. they're high-round picks. Yeah, but my thing is Carolina wouldn't trade all that if they didn't already know who they wanted, which there's rumors swirling around they might trade back to two just because they don't, they're don't they stuck on people. But I think they know, and I think that's smoke. I think they know that who they want to take. the dumbest thing yeah, I just maybe I've point. ever heard. If well, they what would that. you even get out of, like, one moving down one pick? You'd get probably a day two pick. Like, is that worth it? And then you'd have to trade one of your players that... I think the Texans are just going to sit there and take best player available. I don't think they would trade anything. Yeah, I don't think spot. they'd trade anything. But my thing is, like, Carolina, they know who they want, and yeah. they're willing to go out and get it. DJ Moore was probably on his way out regardless, so it's a good way to get rid of him while also being able to move up to get the player that you want in a loaded quarterback class like this. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's a great trade for... The Bears, you get a wide receiver one. You get you get to move back. You acquire an extra first round pick and two extra second round picks. So I mean, like it's it's not like it's a blown out the water trade. It's a great trade because Carolina gets what they want and Chicago gets to move back and and yeah. acquire a whole bunch of picks as a result. It's a very yeah. Dolphins. I think it's a, move. it is a better trade. Like when you you know when you kind of map it out and actually look at it, you're like okay. That is not as bad of a trade, but obviously just seeing that, just seeing the front line, the one, the first round for the two first, the DJ Moore, and then the sixty-two. Yeah, that that just doesn't look like a good, you know, it doesn't look like you're gonna get compensation, especially when mm-hmm. you're not even sure that the player you're gonna draft is gonna be good. Well, I mean, yeah, that's it's all. True. It's all just a. It's all just like a hope. Yeah. You know, they just traded DJ Moore and a bunch of their picks for hope. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So with that, I think we're going to go into break here. I would like to throw out some stuff. We talked about March Madness earlier. There are some people on Upset Watch, one of those being Kansas, only up two to Howard right now. I actually a, little do, bit a lot of people time. have them like leaving first round. They like, Number 16 seed, Coward, 16 seed Howard is only down two, uh, pretty close into halftime. I, I have uh, Furman upsetting Virginia in my bracket, and they're up three. They're up three right now. Uh, I'd also like to say Mizzou's up four at halftime. and Who's Mary Mizzou playing? Uh, Utah State. Okay. Maryland is up three with about a minute left over West Virginia, and those are really the only games going right now, so we can probably update it again after the show. Good stuff. And before that, we will go to break. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back with a mock draft from Brock on the whole nine yards. Hello, and welcome to the whole nine yards. We are back for the second half of this show. Brock is going to have a little mock draft for us. We talked about the Bears trading that number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers, and on the clock on Brock's mock draft are the Panthers, so go ahead. So with the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, I have the Carolina Panthers selecting Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. Um, I think that Stroud fits the mold that Frank uh, Frank Reich likes in his quarterback. Uh, In in my opinion, Stroud is probably the most pro-ready quarterback in this draft class. And this is a really, really star-studded coaching staff that Carolina has managed to compile this offseason. I think that's only going to make Stroud better. Yeah, uh, I I, I agree. I don't think... They're going to pick anyone but Stroud. So, so yeah. my thing with it, though, is that they recently did sign Andy Dalton to a one-year deal, mm-hmm. which means that I he could sit for a couple of games if they choose to take that route. But if they do get Stroud rolling early, I could really see this defense led by Ajiro uh, Averro mm-hmm. and C.J. Stroud, obviously, being possibly a fringe playoff team. 
Well, there you go. CJ Stroud goes first overall to the Panthers. That's kind of what I expected. So number two on the clock is the Texans. Yeah, with the second overall pick, I have the Houston Texans selecting Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. I think Young's playmaking talent is something that Houston really lacked last season. Like, they're a pretty sound offense, but I think that with Young, they could add a little bit more of that flash, more of uh, – playmaking potential that they didn't have last season with Davis Mills at quarterback. Uh, My one thing with it is that Bryce Young wouldn't be the focal point of this offense. I think that they'd run through Damian Pierce most of the time, and Bryce Young would kind of just be that guy. Um, But they did sign Noah Brown. They have Robert Woods, but it's still kind of a below-average receiving group at best. Uh, I don't think it's the best spot for Young, but I feel like it's the best pick for the Texans. Yeah, they'll just pick the best. They can. Yeah, the, yeah, I agree. Those go best quarterback available, and I think at that point it would be Bryce Young, at least the most complete on film. So number three would be the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, with the third pick, I have the Arizona Cardinals selecting Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. Uh, we know that he went to jail for about ten minutes. Uh, he got <laughs> he got he gained nine pounds and couldn't finish position drills yesterday. But I'm not going to ignore what I've seen on film. The guy has a lot of talent, and yeah. he can fight through the interior defensive line. Uh, and the fact that they let Zach Allen walk, Arizona did, um, it's a no-brainer for me that Carter would be able to plug and play in his spot. You know, Jonathan Gannon, who's the defensive coordinator from Philly, they signed as their head coach. Um, he really relies upon a talented interior and having a rotational kind of positioning on the edge. They have Majai Sanders and Cameron Thomas, who are both young guys, both third-round picks. And I think Gannon will probably add through that through free agency, but I feel like Jalen Carter is probably something that's going to fit that team the most. That being the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I so. agree. They always go defense. Cardinals do so. And, yeah. they, and they need it too. That defense yeah. is very you know, lackluster yeah, right now. Yeah, I mean they they their first round picks are always defense, but yeah, it mm-hmm. still somehow sucks. So yeah, <laughs> it does. Though so number four. The Indianapolis Colts are on the clock. Yeah, with the fourth pick, I have the Indianapolis Colts selecting Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. And my thing, I just, I just think this is the perfect fit for both the Colts and Anthony Richardson. Richardson would allow for Shane Steichen, their head coach from that they acquired from Philadelphia, to change very little from his offense in Philly. Steichen was quoted saying the Colts will throw to score points and run to win, which I think screams Anthony Richardson to me. This mm-hmm. guy is... The most, like, we just we just saw his combine performance. This is the most athletic quarterback prospect ever. Swaggy athletic Andrew Luck, you could say, maybe. And Swaggy he's got an insane Andrew arm, <laughs> insane explosion, 4'4". Four, four. Are you kidding me? For he's, somebody he's that's 6'4", 240 pounds, are you Dude, serious his, right now? His combine was something you everyone needs to watch. But my it thing is, is sure. yeah, and, like, his ceiling is high, but he's going to need development. But based yeah. on what very, Shane very Steichen, right now. yeah, based on what Shane Steichen did with Jalen Hurts, I don't think that's off the table. I think that Shane Steichen is very capable of kind of harnessing his athleticism. And imagine, like I mentioned this guy, this to you uh, guys the other week, like imagine being a defense going against a read option, whether it's Anthony Richardson or Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, you good like, lord. Yeah, you'd be like. Dude. Pick your poison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or RPO. I mean, if they both bite on the run, then you just throw it deep to whoever. Yeah, my thing it's is with uh, similar to Bryce Young's role. If he goes to Houston, I think Richardson might take a backseat to Jonathan. You know, Taylor. you know what I just realized. I think my comparison for Anthony Richardson would be just a slightly bigger arm Jalen Hurts. I think he's gonna play similar. I said Dante Culpepper, modern day Dante Culpepper. Yeah, I think he's gonna play similar to Jalen Hurts in in. Uh, 
where is he? Indi- Indianapolis, if he does go there. Well, yeah, I just think that it's probably that's a <clears throat> good comparison just because mm-hmm. of who their head coach is. Yeah. He developed yeah. Jalen Hurts. He probably is going to develop Anthony Richardson in the same way. Yeah. Even though Anthony Richardson is probably better in skill set, not as a quarterback, right. in his skill set, he's better in every way than Jalen Hurts is. Mm-hmm. From a talent perspective. Yes, yeah. talent perspective. Um, anyway, number five, I think, is going to be the Seattle Seahawks, and that's yep. Draven's team. And Can, Draven's going to like yeah. this. I have the Seattle Seahawks selecting Will, Will Anderson, Anderson Jr. Yeah. That'd be such out of Alabama. Yeah. Here's or, the thing. Seattle spent a lot of money and effort improving their defensive line so far. We saw them sign Draymond Jones and Jerron Reed. And I think that the one place they've been avoiding so far is the edge, which I feel like that's probably a good sign. They're looking for an edge to draft. Yeah. Um, one of the negatives, I think, is they have a really deep rotation at outside linebacker, and Will Anderson might not be there 100% of the time. They have Anderson, Nwosu, uh, Darrell Taylor, and Boye Mafe. Both, uh, all guys that are talented, have a ton of potential. But, uh, yeah, it's just going to be a deep rotation. I think it, this is, for the Seattle Seahawks, if Will Anderson doesn't last here, it's going to be a very awkward place to pick just based on team needs and what's available. Yeah. Like, I don't think they would select Jalen Carter just because of what they've done so far this offseason. We'll have to go Tyree Wilson if, yeah. if he's not. That's all, but that's also I, early I think for you Tyree. guys would go Wilson over, over a Carter right now. Yeah, well, edge. We just need <laughs> edge. Like, it's always been edge. Since last year, it's always been edge. We needed uh, – we just we we sucked at edge. Nuosu yeah. Uchina Nuosu was our best edge mm-hmm. rusher. He's it's not that's not a bad thing. He's solid. No, th- that's not that's not a bad thing. But is it a good thing? Mm-hmm. But with Will exactly. Anderson, Will Anderson, Draymond Jones, and Uchina Nuosu, that's a lethal combo to go along For with sure. an already young and talented defensive oh, yeah. backfield. Well, I was gonna say that's crazy. I was gonna say if you because they have a, like we said they have very good secondary young secondary in Seattle. If you give them. Less and less time, it's only going to get easier and easier for that secondary exactly. to improve. And you guys just resign Gino, and you have DK and all those guys. And so yeah, I think team, I think it's a good move to go. Our team to go could edge. be loaded. Yeah, I think it's a good move to go edge because you got solid tackles, yeah. corners who are all young. Go I, edge. I think I like we it. have to go edge. So number six would be the Detroit Lions. And I have them trading back, and I have Pittsburgh Steelers trading up. I think this is a really awkward pick for Detroit. So I have them trading. That back. would be eleven spots. Yeah, for and the Steelers. And I have the Pittsburgh Steelers with the sixth pick selecting Oregon cornerback Christian Gonzalez. This is the most athletic quarterback uh, corner in this draft class. Uh, this dude posted like a 4-4, 40-yard dash, mm-hmm. was electric in a three-cone, and has shown impeccable man coverage skills on film. Um, originally, I would say Devon Witherspoon is probably the best corner in this class, but based on the combine performance that Gonzalez had, I, I can't really deny it any longer. This guy's long. He's lengthy. And based on their activity at corner so far this offseason, they've lost Cam Sutton, and they signed, what, old man Patrick Peterson. Yeah. I think their best move is probably to go a young corner at the sixth spot. And that's what they would do. I, I don't think it's a bad move. I, I really like Christian Gonzalez. I did, I did say that in a couple weeks ago. I think it would be a good move for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And at number seven, moving on, would be the Las Vegas Raiders who are also now in a weird spot. Yeah, I have the Las Vegas Raiders with the seventh pick selecting Georgia tackle Broderick Jones. It doesn't seem like Las Vegas is interested in drafting a quarterback anymore. We saw they're probably really invested in Jimmy G after they inked him to a three-year contract. Broderick Jones is tough. He's a great pass protector. There are some concerns with past Georgia linemen. They've kind of been unathletic, kind of sluggish. I think Broderick Jones definitely shatters all of that. Um, he's very athletic. He's somebody that he's the only lineman in the uh, 
in this group that performed at the combine that ran under a five second forty yard dash. Um, they ran up like a four nine seven. Uh, regardless, I think Las Vegas they need it. They need offensive line. Their offensive line sucked last year, and I think that's the move to make at seven. You can grab the best offensive lineman available. That being Broderick Jones. There you go. I I, I don't disagree with the move. The Vegas is going to need, like we said earlier, that O line was horrible. Yeah, they're going to need help where they can get it. And I think a good a good move there would be drafting tackle. If they got a good O line though, imagine what Josh Jacobs could have done last. We year. saw what Jimmy G did with talent around him and a good O line. So I mean, true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he sucked. I mean, he took him to the bowl. Didn't yeah, he, he went to the Super Bowl. Uh, anyway, Atlanta Falcons number uh, number eight. Actually. Yeah, I had the Atlanta Falcons at number eight, selecting Texas Tech edge Tyree Wilson. No, yeah, no surprise there. And uh, Atlanta has invested a lot into their has not invested at all in their pass rush uh, at all. Like their pass rush is absolutely abysmal. It has been, and I think this is just what they need to do. I don't think that matches their scheme. I'm sorry. Furman just hit a near buzzer beater to knock off Virginia with two seconds left. A near? Uh, two seconds left. Virginia's down one. Oh, my goodness. They just hit a three-pointer to take the lead. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Is it? Yeah, is I it, got is it. it. Oh, my it's, it's a timeout right now, but okay. so you can keep going. Right. But sorry. Wait, when it, when, it, when, it, when it comes back. Perfect. Yeah, I, I have you. Furman. I'll hold winning. it up. Thank you. All right. So, yeah. Tyree Wilson. Somebody's going to fall to them at eight. I think they're just going to select a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Tyree Wilson's yeah. the move. Agree. Uh, number nine, Chicago Bears. This one's shocker. I don't From think you're going to be expecting this one. I have the Chicago Bears selecting Texas running back B. John Robinson. We saw... If they did that, I feel like their fans would be just mad. I don't think they'd be that mad, frankly. I think that they, they let... they let. Uh, Out of all the holds, though... I mean, think about it. They, they you, We talked about the picks. This is a highly talented defensive draft class, and they've already built a pretty good rapport with their front seven. They've got some good linebackers up there. Signed a couple of good guys. And this is also an awkward spot. Like, you don't have Jalen Carter here. You don't have Will Anderson. You don't have Tyree Wilson. I feel like that is always an awkward spot in the draft, like 9 or 10. You get out of yeah. the really good players. And but Bijan is one of the best players in this yeah. draft class. I think this is a perfect spot for them. Uh, I don't think many people are expecting this. This is why I think this is kind of like a blockbuster kind of thing. Okay. Um, but they let – they let uh, who was their starting running back last season? Why am I th- – Khalil, well, not not Khalil. It's not Khalil. David Hunt. Montgomery. Yeah, they let Monty yeah, Montgomery. go. He did yeah. leave. He went to. Uh, oh, where'd he go? Oh God, I. The there's Eagles, too many running backs maybe? that signed. No, it wasn't the Eagles. Who was it? Too many running backs signed everywhere. Uh, also, Pat Mahomes just tweeted out, "Virginia, what are we doing?" Yes, sir. <laughs> Furman won. Let's go. Did Sorry. They actually. Yeah, they just did it. Oh, he went to the Lions. Oh yeah, that's. Yeah. Okay. Virginia threw the ball away, and Dang. they lost. They anyway. lost. Oh my. Anyway, points for me. Look, so yeah, Bijan Robinson. I feel like they'd run. This team's gonna be a run-heavy team. Justin Fields, Bijan Robinson, Khalil Herbert. I like it. I think Bijan would fit well in that offense. Yeah, and I would don't think it'd be the best pick, but I. It's certainly something that could happen. Anyway, it's the best player available at nine. Number ten would be the Philadelphia Eagles. I have coming them, off a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, I have them selecting Illinois cornerback Devon Weatherspoon. Um, we saw that they've been kind of teeter-tottering back and forth between keeping Darius Slay, not keeping him. They're obviously keeping him, but it's pretty pertinent that they had a really poor secondary towards the second half of that season with with their corners, especially. Um, mm-hmm. You got an aging corner with uh, Slay, Slay, and you know, I mean. James Bradbury played great. He's returning on a good deal. Um, but I think they need to invest in a younger corner, and I think Devon Witherspoon, he, he is a absolute weapon. He can hit so hard. Like, 
I like corners that can hit hard. My oh, favorite dude, player. He, favorite kind of players. He that's why I like pop. watching Jalen Ramsey in Jacksonville. Yeah, oh or, my dude. Goodness. Honestly, Not, Marcus Peters used to be so good at laying the boomstick, dude. <laughs> I think me and you watch a different Marcus Peters. Nah, bro. He just couldn't. <laughs> tack, he just couldn't tackle. That doesn't mean he can't hit. Yeah, true. He just can't. He could hit though. But Devon Witherspoon is one of the hardest hitting players in this draft class overall. I just think it's a good fit for Philadelphia. They need that, and this is a great pick for them to have, especially with what they're losing. Yeah, I <clears throat> I don't think that'd be too far off from anything. I so. agree. Getting rid of uh, Gardner Johnson, and then mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna have to get someone. So number eleven, that would be uh, Tennessee Titans. I have them selecting one of my personal favorites, uh, Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers. Um, First t- wide receiver taken off the board is Zay Flowers at eleven. This guy's electric. I have n- I this uh, my pro comp for him was right off the bat Emmanuel Sanders. I think he brings a lot of versatility to an offense. We know they selected Traylon Burks last year in the first round, but they need to keep adding that. They lost Robert Woods to free agency. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to need somebody for their quarterback to throw the football to, and I think that Zay Flowers, he brings a lot of versatility to an offense that needs it. I know that Derrick Henry has been on the trading block, and this offense just is going to need more firepower. I've seen a lot of people mocking tackles to them. They did sign Andre Dillard. And uh, they lost a guard to free agency. I can't remember exactly what his name was. But, yeah, I, I think that the best pick here would be to add explosion to your offense, and that's why I have them selecting Flowers at 11. Okay. That makes sense. A little swole, man. Yeah, the and that, that wide receiver core is awful right now. Yeah. Uh, number 12 would be the Houston Texans again. Yeah, I have the Houston. This is another personal favorite. I have the Houston Texans at 12 selecting Pittsburgh defensive tackle, Kalaja Kansi. Guy, uh literally is a carbon copy of Aaron Donald when he came in as a prospect. I'm not saying he is Aaron Donald, but ran really similar to him. Very really it's, similar it's, to him. it's it's staggering how much these two are similar. He beat Aaron Donald's 40 times as a defensive tackle. He weighs just about the same same weight, same height, had very similar stats at Pittsburgh, and he's great with his hands, great in the interior. I think Houston needs to build upon their front seven. And it's a great place to start with Kalaja Kansi. Uh, he's personally he's one of my favorite. I think that he's the second best defensive tackle in this class behind uh, Jalen Carter, and I think he's going to do big things if he can be developed properly. Yeah, uh, they like we said earlier, Houston Texans have a very not great defensive front. I think that'd be a great pick. Yeah, any, so, any player they pick out of the top help. twelve picks, they get Bryce Young. He, he and, made a ton of money from the combine. Yeah, Kansi Bryce did. Young and Kalaja Kansi would be definitely a good first round for Houston. Number thirteen is the New York Jets, and I have them trading this uh, pick to the Green Bay Packers for Rodgers. For Rodgers, therefore, with the thirteenth pick, I have the Green Bay Packers selecting Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost Alan Lazard. They have a pretty solid core with uh, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. Um, and with man, Jordan you, Love, you're oh, going to yeah. need as much help as you can get. And I think this is the year. Like, I think this is going to be funny. It's going to be like the funny little conundrum that they had with Russell Wilson where – the year after they lose Russ, the biggest problem he's always had is he's never had great offensive line help. They're going to invest and get better at offensive line. I think it's going to be the exact opposite here. I think that once Aaron Rodgers leads Green Bay, they're going to have a uh, they're going to invest the best receivers. Yes, they're going to invest yeah. all their That'd stuff into receivers. And so Jackson Smith and Jigba, we did, <laughs> he didn't run the forty, but he showed elite agility in the combine with a great three cone and a great uh, shuttle run. Do you know why he didn't? He just opted out and didn't want to. Uh, yeah, I said he didn't. I don't know why he did, but usually people that run, I can say that usually people that run uh, the three cone of that stuff based on past records, 
he would probably run it run in the early four fives. Do you, so, think, do you think that's why? Because he would have been a little bit slower. Well, it doesn't really matter. He ran yeah, no. a great agility drill, so yeah, no. I think like it's a great fit for him. Frankly, I like this pick for Green Bay. They need to continue adding to that receiver depth to help Jordan Love as much as possible. There you go with the those the thirteenth picks so of fourteen would be the New England Patriots. Yeah, I'm selecting Penn State cornerback Joey Porter Jr. Uh, we know they lost a couple of corners this past year, last year to free agency. And I think Joey Porter is going to be a great fit for that defense and what uh, Bill Belichick likes to do with his cornerbacks. Um, they don't usually pick corners early, but I think that Bill Belichick has learned his lesson to stop picking wide receivers this early. And plus yeah, they, they just signed hit. Juju. They yeah. never hit. Yeah. I just think Joey Porter is probably the most ideal pick, best player available at 14. Number 15 would be back to the Green Bay Packers. And I am selecting Notre Dame tight end Michael Mayer. They're going to double dip in receivers here. Got it. Michael Mayer, <laughs> great player. I like him. He reminds me a lot of, uh, what is his name? I can't remember his name now. He plays for the Patriots. Uh, Hunter Henry. He reminds yeah. me a lot of Hunter Henry, what he can do with his receiving ability and with uh, as a blocker. He's a great blocker, and I think Green Bay is going to use him very well. There you go. I would love to see Green Bay just get the best wide receiver you just like have a nasty Wide, yeah, core. Just, just the yeah, think about it. Yeah. Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Michael Mayer. And Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. <laughs> and then it's like, and, see you, Rogers. Yeah. See you, Rogers. We just invested all of our Sorry, draft capital into Sorry, we got you exactly what you asked for. And then And then after you, you left, yeah. Number 16 would be the Washington Commanders. And I am selecting Oklahoma tackle Anton Harrison. This is another big athletic tackle. And I think they move him to the left side. So they replace both their tackles yeah. with Wiley and Harrison. And I think Anton Harrison would be a great fit for this offense. I think that you're going to want to supply uh, your new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, with a good structure and offensive line. I think Anton Harrison definitely brings that to the table. So we said number 17 was traded um, the Pittsburgh and line swap picks, correct? Yes. Earlier. So that means the Lions would be at 17 and 18? Yeah. Okay. So with the 17th pick, I have the Detroit Lions selecting Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. I think he's going to sit wow. for a couple of years that's behind that's, Jared Goff. Yeah. That's think, something could happen, though. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think this is the, probably the best spot for him. Uh, you can sit behind uh, Jared Goff until his contract runs dry. I'm not saying Goff is bad, but I don't think his production lasts forever. Uh, I think Will Levis could learn a couple of things from him, being a former first overall pick himself. Yeah. So then again, again, 18 is the Lions. I was wondering where you had Will Levis going. Yeah, I kind of forgot about him, to be honest. And with the 18th pick, I had the Detroit Lions selecting uh, George tight end Darnell Washington, guy that ran a 4-6 as a 6'7", 260-pound tight end. Um, I think his versatility is something that is going to be liked and his toughness is going to be liked by Dan Campbell a lot. Um, He's a very strong guy. He's definitely speedy, powerful. Um, They're starting. They traded away T.J. Hawkinson. I don't think that was a great scheme fit for them, but I think that Darnell Washington definitely belongs in the first round, and I think it would be a great fit for Detroit to have him. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Hawkinson. When they traded him away, I was a little bit confused. Yeah, but they get back and they got a few picks for him. They're going to come back and uh, possibly replace him if things go according to. This mock and 19 would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting uh, Ohio State tackle Dewan Jones. This guy has what he's like six foot seven and has the wingspan, uh, the biggest recorded wingspan in combine history. <laughs> oh Lord. wow! 
and he's just huge. And I think they just released uh, their left tackle, Donovan Smith. I think this is the guy they, they replace him with. Um, and, yeah, I like Dewan Jones' film. I think he's a great player. He has a lot of length for somebody. And that's – like my, my pro comp was Orlando Brown Jr. in a condor just because of how big his wingspan is. Right. And, like, uh, yeah, I just like him a lot. I think he's going to fit well with Tampa Bay and what they do offensively. And, yeah, so – You said Orlando Brown Jr. and a condor? Yeah. That's nice, funny, man. Nice pro comp. <laughs> Number 20 would be, once again, the Seattle Seahawks. I have the Seattle Seahawks at 20, selecting Florida guard Osiris Torrance. Uh, big guy, big, he's huge, like two, almost 340 pounds. You can mess with that. And uh, great pass blocker, moves well for his size, but is, is he really runs well in the run. Yeah, game. I heard he's like the best interior offensive lineman in the draft by Oh, far. he is by far. Like, so that's amazing yeah that, that that'd be a very good pickup at 20 literally to 20 what i'm what i'm thinking is if your mock draft was right you're basically saying seahawks to the super bowl next year that's, <laughs> that's all we need that's all we need i mean that's osiris torrance i think that that's a great fit you guys still need to continue building upon that offensive line i think that guard spot is definitely a little bit still on the fence so yeah, yeah. So, uh, number 21 would be the L.A. Chargers. I have them selecting USC wide receiver Jordan Addison. They really need a field stretcher good, in the middle of the field. That's a good field. pick. Yeah, I, they need a field stretcher in the middle of the field. they got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. They need somebody that can run down the football field and make plays. And yeah. that's just the, this is the guy that can do it. Uh, former, uh, how do you say the name? Blintenkoff? Blintenkoff, yeah. Blintenkoff. He's former Blintenkoff uh, award winner when he was at Pittsburgh and then transferred to USC. Had a solid year, and I think he's the pick at 21 for Los Angeles. So where would that leave Baltimore at 22? I have them selecting Northwestern tackle Peter Skaronsky. I think they go tackle. I don't think they go wide receiver. Um, Just keep avoiding the wide receiver. <laughs> well, I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty available in free agency right now that they can go get. Adam Thielen would. Literally... I actually just heard they are. Yeah, they're interested in. I think Thielen and OBJ. So. That's funny. They're just picking old people. Just whoever's <laughs> old, just come on the team. Yeah, yeah and I, just come Deshaun on. Jackson but... <laughs> last year, like that was like a what? One of the worst parts. I, I people always say wide receiver for the Ravens, but. The people forget how bad that offensive line was last season, and I think that right tackle spot needs to get secured. And Peter Skaronsky is definitely somebody that can do it. And plus, they just lost Ben Powers, so it's not like they have anywhere to turn to. And this guy can go to guard if he needs to. But it, I think it's the best pick, other than a receiver reaching for a receiver at 22. Mm. So I mean, I'm, I know that they're not going to be happy about this, but, but they do it's it. the best yeah. best pick for them. So number 23 would be the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, they just signed Byron Murphy, but I am selecting Georgia corner, Kille Ringo. Mm -hmm. uh, big athletic guy, great in man coverage. I think he'd fit that scheme well. This secondary was so bad last year. They just they need to acquire better talent, and I think that would definitely help with Kille Ringo at corner. That means number 24 would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them selecting Alabama safety Brian Branch. Um, we know they just signed Andrew Wingard to an extension, but I think Branch's ability to go in the slot and be a strong safety is definitely somebody that something that can uh, benefit that defense further as they continue to develop. Him and Andre Sisco would be a very solid safety duo, and I think that that's probably the most ideal pick for them at 24. That would. Be... I know you're not very happy about that. You want? Yeah, Brian I Branch. love Brian Branch. I just I just love physical safeties, and I think coming out of Alabama, he's just, he would be obviously really reliable. Were you a fan of Sorensen? 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, Swartzen was also the worst pass coverage safety I've ever oh, seen. Oh, true, so. true. I mean, he's, he was awful, dude. Well, dude, but the thing the thing with Sorensen is he would either lose you a game or win you a game. Exactly. That's what and he did. he's a special teams guy. That's about. That's but he about got it. he won you some games though. There were some there were some times where like right. He did at the make last a couple big plays, but like uh, not this last season, but the season before where uh, it was his last season with us. He was absolutely the worst player on our team. I know. I never – you're exactly right. Was just, <laughs> he was so bad. Dirty Dan. Uh, did we talk about the Giants already? No. Okay, Giants at 25. Yeah, with the 25th pick, I had the New York Giants selecting TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston. Oh, my God, I forgot about him. You think all those receivers are good before Quentin Johnston? Yeah, I think that Quentin Johnston – like, one of his things that kind of concerned me was uh, the the differences in measurements. I know that there's some people that, like, don't think there's much difference between – six foot four and six foot two and a half but to me that's like mike williams against stefan diggs well i don't know yeah stefan diggs is not that tall, that tall but like stefan diggs is like six an inch and a half makes a difference to me and i think part of the brand with quentin johnson was his height and when he measured it in six two and a half like i'm not oh, saying that's, that's the it. entire he was reason six, four. <laughs> yeah he, he measured it at six two and a half but I, I think he's very versatile but i think that one of the things that concerns me is just where he played and uh He's not as good in in uh, contested catch situations as you would like him to be for a physical wide receiver. Right. Great after the catch, though, but I think that uh, there's more talent ahead of him, in my opinion. There you go. Twenty. So that would leave the Giants at 25, getting Quentin Johnson out of TCU. Number 26 would be the Dallas Cowboys NFC East rival. You should not be surprised when this happens because I guarantee this will happen. With the 26th pick, I have the Dallas Cowboys selecting Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> Because um, Dalton Schultz left. <laughs> yeah, I think Dalton Schultz leaves. I think they just get another tight end named Dalton. And this this guy is good. I'm not just yeah. saying him because his name's Dalton. But uh, the one thing that concerns me about him is his, he wasn't really active in Utah's offense, but he shows like a great ability to block down the field and get open. Very mm-hmm. good wide receiver going vertically. Um, I think he'd fit very well with that offense and what they try to do with their tight ends. But right. then again, like it seems like a very Dallas Cowboys pick. It does. That would seem like... Like, fans, it's like a need, but the fans don't really want it, and they yeah. always complain. And Tight end's always a big staple in, in the uh, Dallas offense. Yeah, kind of Ever is. since Jason Witten, you know, they, they that that tight end really does a lot for them. I mean, may, I, I just don't feel like – I feel like I would be the least excited about a first-round pick if it was a, a tight end. A tight end, yeah. yeah. Unless it was someone that, you know, like a Kyle yeah. Pitts – well, like, what, yeah. what we thought Kyle Pitts was next year. Kyle Pitts went top four. And if it's outside of that, I'm not excited for a tight end in the first round. Yeah. But either way, would be we have the Buffalo Bills coming in at 27. Yeah, with the 27th pick, I have the Buffalo Bills selecting Clemson linebacker Trenton Simpson. Uh, they lost a lot of linebackers mm-hmm. in free agency. This guy's a great middle-of-the-field guy. He's very coast-to-coast, very athletic. I think that he's a little overrated because of where he was at. Clemson, he was, he was kind of a... Eh, he, all the Clemson defenders, like, I don't have Brian Brzee in the first round. I don't have Miles Murphy in the first round. And I think that this guy is borderline first, second-round pick. But I like him because of his athleticism, and I think that Buffalo would take a chance on him. And take a chance they indeed yeah. will. After getting rid of Tremaine, we also didn't even talk about Tremaine Edmonds going to the Oh, yeah, to true, Bears. to the, the Bears. Bears yeah. for $72 million. That's a lot of money. To replace Roquan. To replace Roquan, Roquan but... 
uh, 28 would be the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, I, I made this mock before they signed Orlando Brown Jr., but it doesn't really matter because they can fix both tackle positions. I have them selecting uh, Ohio State tackle Paris Johnson Jr. They probably could still do that. Yeah, my thing with Paris is, like, most people have him as a top 12 player in this draft, but the issue with Paris Johnson, in my opinion, is, like, the dude's very athletic, six foot six, 310 pounds, moves very well. But if you watch his film, this dude does not know what he's doing with his hands. Like, it is, is absolutely... Ricky Bobby. He's like, when he steps back for pass yeah. protection, Ricky Bobby. he just doesn't know what to, He doesn't put him in the chest plate. He, like, puts him on, like, the outside shoulders or, like, puts him in a really awkward position. And as a result, he loses a lot in the inside and the interior and against people that actually make good pass rushing moves. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot there to develop, and I think that's why that he would be a good fit for Cincinnati to take. Move him to right tackle, move... Uh, Lael Collins possibly to guard if he stays on. Wait, didn't they cut Lael actually? Mm, uh, I don't think so. Lael Collins. I thought they cut Lael Collins. I didn't think they did. Hold on, let me look. I thought I totally thought they cut Lael Collins. I just got a notification saying uh, Joe Mixon will not be indicted. Really? Yeah, for the shooting that went on over at his house. There you go. Some news on that. I. I could have swore. Oh, no, he's not yet, but they're saying that he might be a cap casualty after they signed OBJ. Well, there it is. Yeah, so I think that Paris Johnson, probably a good fit. Get both two tackle positions secured uh, for Joe Burrow, and Paris Johnson will need some refinement. But, yeah. I'm sure when they signed Orlando Brown, Joe Burrow was like, whoo. Yeah, Joe (laughs) Joe Burrow slept good last night. Yeah, he was like, ah, finally, I'm not going to get brain damage. He might still. Oh, yeah, still. Yeah, with all <laughs> he the might pre- already have. With all the pressures. That <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he can avoid has. him. Like uh, It doesn't Patty. matter because if he even has a good line, he's still going to escape. He's still going to run out of clean pocket. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> dude, dude evades. Wait too long Yeah, and get hit really hard. So 29 would be the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, this is the pick they acquired from San Francisco, I believe. Or Denver. This is the Denver trade from, uh, what's his yeah, name? Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Uh, with the 29th pick, I had the New Orleans Saints selecting Georgia Edge, Nolan Smith. This is a guy that made a lot of money at the Combine. Still has a lot of like room to grow. He's not a great pass pr- rusher, great run defender. They lost a ton of people to free agency. They need to replace Marcus Davenport. I think that's where they start with Nolan Smith. Uh, yeah, I think if Nolan Smith is there at 29, he's got to take him through the Saints, so I agree. Number 30, Philadelphia Eagles. I'm selecting Texas A&M safety Antonio Johnson. It- it's pretty much a given yeah. that C.J. Gardner-Johnson's gone and Marcus Epps got signed away too. They have literally no good safeties right now, and I think they need to draft a safety. So that, that would be secondary, the best player available. Yeah, yeah, secondary needs to be totally rehauled if they aren't able to bring back Gardner-Johnson. And that being said, we are at our last pick, number 31, being the Kansas City Chiefs. I see the, the I see the Chiefs uh, going aggressive and taking Tennessee tackle Darnell Wright. Uh, moving him to right tackle. If you listen to anything Will Anderson says, Will Anderson has stated in the past that Darnell Wright is the best tackle that he's ever faced off against. And I'm not saying he may be available at 31, but based on what I've seen and what teams are interested in, he probably will be available at 31. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a great player, great tackle, but imagine that front front five. It's a dirty front five. That is the best offensive line of football. Yeah. If it, are, if it, if it ain't already. like Exactly. But yeah, Darnell Wright. I know that guy's ma- that makes you guys really happy. Yeah, Darnell Wright <laughs> yeah, was like give players be- the best player in the world time. Yeah, g- it's give over. him you know protection at least. The, he he waited at like three forty during the season, but he lost a lot of weight. Waited in the three twenties during the combine, which is great for him. Which yeah, is great for him. He can move, 
But the fact that the best player in the draft said that he was the hardest player mm-hmm. to ever face off against a tackle kind of says a lot to me. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the film says. Like, he has a little bit of an issue with uh, trying to fight off pass rushing moves. But if you're at that right tackle spot and Mahomes obviously doesn't have that blind side, he has the ability to escape the pocket, it's not necessarily terrible. Right. And, yeah, I agree. I think if, there, if there's a possible first-round talent there from a tackle and he's still there at 31, I think we take him. Yeah. I don't think that's any question. So, like, let's just say this mock draft is so 100% true with all yeah. the free agency trades we just did. Way too early Super Bowl predictions, I want to know. Oh, God. Well, with that offensive line, Kansas City, definitely. Kansas City? And versus who? <sighs> I think the Eagles are going to have a slight drop-off. I'm not saying that. I'm, no, no, I, I agree with you. I've uh-huh. never seen a Super Bowl team get stripped that badly. Losing yeah. both coordinators, most of your defense, yeah, I don't and know. several offensive linemen, I think that will kill them. Hot, yeah. I'm going to go hot take. Chiefs and the Cowboys are going to be your Super Bowl. Sheesh. Ah. You know, I... <laughs> ah, okay. Steph, Stephon Gilmore's coming there. They're going to get another receiver in the draft. Who, who am I? They I think gotta, the NFC. Gotta pay Zeke. No. They don't got to pay Zeke anymore. I True. think the NFC gets run but over. They can't next line up year. as center. By who? The NFC. The they NFC by themselves. The <laughs> NFC. I think the Lions and the Packers are probably the two teams that I would bet money on being underdogs. Seahawks, Lions bro. for sure. I think the Lions have a really good team and they're going to keep coming up. But the Packers mm-hmm. are scary. If you really think about it, if they t- if he if what Draven said applies here, and they get Jackson Smith and Jigba, Michael Mayer, they have Jordan Love at starting quarterback, who looked solid when he started last year. He did look okay. Have their yeah. offensive line fully healthy, their defense fully healthy. That is a scary football team. I'm I'm gonna say. So are you exact- going Packers Chiefs? Packers Chiefs. I'm gonna say like for real. I'm so serious. Seahawks Chiefs. I'm so serious. Really? Yes. I I think it could also be like it could be depending on the quarterback situation. The Niners, you could throw in there. Yeah, Niners, easy. If yeah, I don't know. That. I don't know if he. Not saying he will, but if he does, if Daniel yeah. Jones takes a step, Giants could be dangerous. Um, I, I know Kirk Cousins is there, but the Vikings, if they improve that defense, Justin Jefferson's still yeah. on the field. So, um, but uh, I think I'm just gonna a hot take and go Cowboys. Cowboys Chiefs. Yeah, that's my hot take. Yeah, I think that like it could go literally go anywhere. Well, we all got Chiefs going back, so. That's good. Yeah, well, I think like, just based on this mock, right if you secure that right tackle position so aggressively yeah. and have an offensive line where left tackle is Jawan yeah. And then even Jawan if you Taylor. sign or get a mid-receiver in the draft, it's fine. Exactly. This receiver class is, is, is relatively stacked, but there's one guy that I think the Chiefs should go after. It is uh, Virginia wideout Bryce. Jalen Hyatt. Uh, no. I, I absolutely am not a fan of Jalen Hyatt. Then who are you thinking? Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton. I don't know who that that's is. That's a tongue twister. Yeah. Say that ten times fast. Huh? I said say that ten times fast. <laughs> uh, he's a, he, not, he wasn't that great at Virginia. He wasn't that involved oh, in I offense. I think Tennessee. Huh? I think he said Tennessee receiver. Oh, well, there, I think Cedric Tillman offers more as a wideout than Jalen Hyatt. I am not a Jalen Hyatt fan whatsoever. Really? I think that here's the thing. is like I'll explain this to you real quick before we end up closing this. Like yeah. There's a couple of players in this draft class that I absolutely despise. Brian Brzee is one of them. Miles Murphy is another. But Jalen Hyatt, I don't know how people have not seen past that guy yet. Like, I haven't watched film on him. Blintikoff, whatever the guy's name is. Blintikoff. Uh, Blintikoff, yeah. award winner. Tennessee ran the same 25 to 30 passing concepts all year. The Jalen Hyatt ran maybe six or seven meaningful routes. <laughs> 
The dude, the dude has one purpose as a field stretcher. He is he does not run short routes. He does not run intermediate routes. He's a deep threat. Well, that's why that's why I think we're gonna kind of miss Juju because I don't know if we're gonna have another guy that can run those like shifty routes that like okay we need you to get open on this four yard route. Can you do it? Well, Jalen Hyatt's definitely not gonna be the guy that does well, it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I but, think I'd rather also go over Sheet Rice at SMU. But yeah, I just I'm just, I'm not a fan of Jalen Hyatt just because of how like he will never be a wide receiver one in the NFL just because of like. There's not a team that runs the same 25 pass plays. <laughs> There's not a team that does that. Yeah, it doesn't really happen. It doesn't happen, and the guy was a wide receiver one, but he's limited. He has like a six foot, 190-pound frame. He's slender. He'd be limited to the slot at best, and he doesn't do much outside of running deep routes. So I don't understand why the hype. Like, I'd say I would not be surprised he fell to the third round. I'm being dead serious. Interesting. Seahawks to the bull. Seahawks to the bull, you heard it here first. Um, I don't think there's too many score updates in March Madness, so we're not going to go over it. But this, uh, I'm glad we actually have stuff to talk about again. This was fun. Because oh, <laughs> sure. yeah. we'd been so dry the last few weeks. We didn't do a show for like two or three weeks. But we finally were able to talk about stuff. I think we'll be back next week with more stuff. Maybe we can, uh, <coughs> I don't know, we, we can come up with stuff. We can talk about who's the biggest free agency winner, free agency loser, all that type of stuff. Yeah, we'll figure So, out. yeah, make sure to come back. Tune in on 1 o'clock on next Thursday. We'll be right back here. And have yourself a good rest of your day. Thank you for listening.